here. You've stumbled on into the Tap Takeover Podcast. Welcome to the Tap Takeover Podcast Festival Series. We are here at Eagle Park Brewing with uh, Jackson from Eagle Park and Mike from Microphone. What up, guys? What up, what up? Hello. So, fitting that that your last collaboration for Joint Beer Fest is with Mr. Collaboration, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Michael Michael Palin. So, why don't you tell us, uh, our listeners, uh, what you guys are brewing up and uh, how Mike won uh, the little contest uh, for the highest Play-Doh here. Oh boy! Boom! There it is. <laughs> it's on record. Well, we like everyone. We kind of kicked it back and forth, and uh, we wanted to brew a stout with Mike, and kind of came on the conclusion of doing like a uh, kind of a Ben and Jerry's inspired beer, and uh, it's a imperial stout with banana, walnuts, chocolate, and vanilla with milk sugar. And milk sugar. And milk that sugar. sexy milk sugar these days. <laughs> So how tough is that to incorporate all those flavors into one gigantic stout? I mean, I think as we continue to do these pastry stouts, we kind of sit back and look at what is the main ingredients of the thing we're trying to achieve, right? Is it a pie? Is it a cake? Is it ice cream? Is it a whatever dessert it is? We try to break that down as best we can. And we we have our base stout recipe that we use. um, And this one was fairly close to what we do back home at Microphone. We just kind of went and added what was what's the main piece of this Ben and Jerry's ice cream that we wanted to get out of. Obviously, banana is a big part of it. Walnut's a big part of it. And then with any ice cream, it's either you know there's going to be milk, milk sugar, vanilla, and then we just wanted because it's a stout, we wanted to add the chocolate in there. So I think you know once we kind of get deeper into it, we're adding stage by stage. We're adding the walnut right now. We're adding the banana next week. Vanilla comes on the back end. You just kind of you go from there and you kind of figure it out. We've got you know extra ingredients if we need more and kind of play it to taste and we kind of both know what we want to look for and achieve on this and obviously in the game of making stouts especially adjunct stouts nowadays you you want to give your taste buds everything that's listed on there so you want to give it that big banana and big vanilla and really achieve that as best we can blending yeah blending has become an art form and not just like sour beer you know it's become big and and kind of cool I mean, you learn really fast what you're looking for and, and how to really blend it to the appropriate levels and, and understanding not just your palate, but understanding what, what everyone else is looking for as well. So. And it's something we were talking about earlier today. It's, you know, even though we have all these ingredients listed, some of them are more prominent than other ones. In this beer, if you drink or if you eat the Ben & Jerry's Chunky Monkey Ice Cream, you know, you're going for mainly the nuts and the banana. Vanilla is an ingredient that kind of melds together to bring that kind of ice cream concept to life. It may not be the prominent ingredient, but it's definitely a key piece to making an ice cream inspired stout. Awesome. So for Jackson, how is it? Most of these collaborations have been in-house. Right? Mm-hmm. How has it maneuvering around your capacity and your tank space with, with having all this beer sitting in tanks here, yet still supplying your tap room? And I mean, you just announced another can release this weekend. How difficult has that been schedule-wise? Really difficult. Yeah, uh, seven of our ten fermenters are full of uh, Joint Fest beer, and pretty much all of that beer will be gone that day. So it has definitely put a strain on uh, on our what we have for draft and cans and leading up to it. And I'm, I would imagine probably a couple weeks after, it's definitely going to be an adjustment period. We're just going to keep cranking away and, and uh, hope we can keep the lines full. We went through a similar issue when we did uh, all the collabs during FOBAB. Um, you know, Clean the tanks open. Had when people came into town, brew, brew, brew. I think we did eight different beers in that short week, and it killed us. It really did because we had a week of no releases. Then we had a week or two of 
nonstop releases, and then we had no beer of ours on draft. Yeah, that's still so it's room. yeah, it's it's hard to kind of you know balance that out. But in a unique concept of this fest and what that Fobab thing was all about, it's fun to bring your friends together and make some cool beer, and especially the limitations that you know um, a Wisconsin brewery has where they can't have guest beer on tap. They had to go out and be creative and bring people in house to make the beers here to be able to serve them during the fest. Sure. So that's you know it's it's an interesting. Concept and a good workaround for sure to be able to, to be able to you know, achieve this fest. Yeah, next next week will be the the first week that I don't think we're going to release anything for I think the last like nine months we've released at least one beer every week if not two or three. So yeah, it's going to be very very interesting to see how uh, things shape up. It's been a, been a hell of a run though, huh? Yes, yes it has, and it, well, like he said, it's it's so much fun bringing you know different people in and, and having a good time having some beers and bring some really good stuff and then you know what's really cool about this festival is because it's a collaboration fest we get to celebrate it you know we get to all come together on on 420 and drink the fruits of our labor and and just have a really good time right. and then a week later you're right down the microphone for smells like a beer fest. yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> and that'll well you know we we love we're so excited for this event on 420 but i think uh for us his event will be like our sigh of relief and now we can just have a freaking blast so. yeah that's right i can't wait till 428 <laughs> the day after yeah. our festival it's like because oh. these things they take a lot of planning and coordination and it's it's months upon months i, I equate it to a wedding um when you're having for our case we're having 70 different breweries there you got to coordinate hotel rooms and transportation and, and, and distribution and licensing and all that stuff just takes time and adds up. And you know, we throw the component on there of doing the, the raffle. And this year we went big and hard to get as many raffle prizes as we could. So we had uh, our, our my tasting room guy, Nick, is reaching out to the Cubs and the Blackhawks and the Metro and all these places to get you know some cool stuff that we can raffle off. And it takes a lot of time and you just hope the day is executed flawlessly. You know, weather is something out of our control, but you just keep your fingers crossed that, you know, end of April in, in the Midwest here is okay for us and you know we just hope that you know everyone leaves happy and safe and at the end of the day it's it's a great event and then the next day after we're like cool we did it let's right. get ready to play next year yeah exactly <laughs> maybe get the eagle park guys to you know get up there and jam with school of rock oh hey, boy hey <laughs> honestly last year we had our, our my brewer pete got up there and grabbed the mic and did a little freestyle rap in which he, he does uh but yeah you guys should bring bring the bring the gear man and Hey, the band needs a break, so you guys can be that filler. That'd be awesome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so to kind of wrap up this little this little promo episode, I'm going to throw it back to the first one, but to Mike, as we talked about in the first promo episode about in the Midwest, we've never really heard of, of a festival um, being just a, strictly a joint collaboration festival. I mean, you're, all your travels across the nation and across the world, literally, have you ever been a part of anything like that before or seen it anywhere else? No, I think it's a unique concept. I think it's... Uh, Again, it was a great way for them to be able to throw this fest and have you know other beer on tap that's traditionally not theirs. But yeah, I haven't seen anything that just like that. I mean, we did when we did the Weldworks Fest last summer. We went out there and um, every participating brewery joined together to make a beer. So it was like 35 breweries collaborating on one beer, which is kind of a fun. You know, we're all there in town. Let's all get together. And we spent the the month before that writing the recipe. But no one's ever done a, a festival that's all collabs. But I, I love the idea and. I mean, we were talking earlier about the whole idea of what, what, what does a collab mean nowadays and what does it do for the brand and what does it do for the beers. Um, and I think as we continue to go on, um, the brewing part of it, it it's, it's kind of 
monotonous. It is what it is. We, we all know how to brew. We all, you know, go through the process um, of writing the recipe ahead of time. You come in and brew, the, brew that day, but there's a lot of downtime. I think the value of collaborations is on that, that release day. And this fest is that. It, it's going to be all of us here who made those beers those week or you know a couple weeks beforehand all here actually trying our, our fruits of our hard work and then celebrating together so i think that's where the beauty and the collaborations lies is getting us back together to kind of you know promote and celebrate the beer we made well, it's got to be a great way to, to talk shop and you know say how, how did you guys do this with with your beer too and just learn a lot from each other well my that's my favorite part about about doing a collab is is, is just get, kind of getting to know these brewers from different areas i mean Chicago market's incredibly different from Milwaukee and, and you know, getting to know Jared and learning from Southern Grist and learning about Nashville and, and the things that they have to deal with and then talking to, you know, Rob up at Dangerous Man and him talking about how they can't serve, you know, anything less than or anything more than 25 ounces out of their tap room is like crazy and then learning how they get around that to, to, to really push beer and learning what the consumer wants there it, it's only going to better ourselves and and you know be able to take all that knowledge to form you know how we operate here at eagle park is is like a really cool really cool thing for us so and i'm sure it's the same with you and everywhere else you've been i mean you've reached the whole country pretty much so <laughs> we're just midwest <laughs> well thanks a lot for your time guys we appreciate it um we can't wait to bring you more from the actual festival i mean this has been another solid non-fail production thanks guys Thank cheers you.